Hello and welcome to Breaking Late. I'm your host, Michael, and joining me for another week because he's got a second wild card is Mitch. How are you, mate? Yeah, all right, man. Yourself? Yeah, good. How'd, how'd you do you go for your first doubleheader? Ah, oh, it was all right. A lot of racing to keep up with over the weekend. It good, but it backed right onto each other. Like the supercars yeah, on the Sunday and then boom, straight into it. Yeah, I was expecting an overlap and then supercars finished and I flicked over. And like, oh, there you go. Still on the pre-show. Excellent. Yeah, it was great time. Really good timing. Yeah. Um, well, we might as well, let's just jump straight into supercars. Eh? We'll talk about supercars. Yeah, sure. Why sure. Not? Why not? Because, I mean, it's only a motorsports podcast that we're sort of running, so we should try and keep a little bit on topic this time. <laughs> yeah, um, maybe. <laughs> if you weren't aware, it was the Game of Thrones round. Oh, the Game of Thrones round. I'm sorry, that's just ridiculous. It's, it, it made no sense. Nah, it didn't. It didn't make sense. Um, uh, I think this was a thing... thing- my yeah, favorite thing on. was to read the marketing for it with corners such as Siberia. Winter is definitely coming. Like fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> uh, it was a big, big loader thing, but like it wasn't just supercars. Yeah, I did. It notice was that. Um, the AFL. I also seen um, the Formula E did the game of Rome's because they raced in Rome on the weekend. <laughs> it's crazy how much a show I've never seen has a massive impact. <laughs> oh, like when, like this is just off topic. Oh, not really off topic, but we're jumping to the end of a race, but I'll jump back onto it later. Yeah. When Scotty crossed the line on Saturday and started humming a ch- the tune for the show, I assume, I was like, this is a very bad version of the Dinosaur Jurassic Park theme song. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of did sound like that. But the only, I knew it was the theme song. The only reason I knew that is like every guitar channel on YouTube's like, my Game of Thrones? Come on. <laughs> oh, mate, it's Game of Thrones everywhere. Like today, you know, there's all that, the horrible news coming out about the Notre Dame Cathedral catching on fire and pretty much burning almost to the ground. But then Frozen. every other, yeah, that's like, you know. Good thing they managed to get most of the artwork and all the relics and stuff out of it. But, you know, a building that's been around for 850 years, is you don't expect to wake up one day and just hear that it's completely burning. So, you know, hats off to everyone that's going out there to stop the fire and do the good thing. But every second, if it wasn't, if a news article wasn't about the, the cathedral on fire, it was something about, oh, this street's gone Game of Thrones mad. Here's four sign, like four tip things you didn't see in the Game of Thrones episode. Rah, rah. I'm like, you're meant to be a news website. Like, what happened? This gossip columns and stuff are meant to do the TV shows. Yeah. Not, not be your leading article. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, distraction. <laughs> ah, but I, I, I mean, you do it all you want. I had no idea what they were talking about. I've never watched an episode in my life. I don't really intend to. Yeah. I wasn't a huge fan of the big throne on the podium because I'm like, you meant made... to stand on the podium. Like, I would just stand yeah. on the seat. Yeah, and it just looked out of place. Like, it didn't tie in at all. It's like, maybe if you themed the entire podium, it'll look a bit yeah. more. But that was just like, here's a chair made of knives and shit. There you did go, you, shit on that. Did you hear Scotty laugh on Saturday when he first, he was... Obviously, they've had the mics on him, but they were doing an outside shot, and you can sort of see them in the glass room 
before they headed out to the podium. And you can hear Scotty laugh when he notices that there's an actual throne on the podium. Oh, true. Yeah. Oh, I, didn't, just... I missed that. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I guess because he likes, he obviously knows the show and he said he likes it and stuff. I guess you can't really go out there and be like, nah, the show is crap. I don't like it because you, yeah. you work, you're, you're basically working promotion. for Foxtel and yeah, you got to promote it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. To, to me, it seemed like, I don't know, like somebody pulled Scotty aside, like, wait. Any chance you get, Game of Thrones, mention that. But it's, <laughs> the biggest, it's the biggest show in the world. Why do they need to sponsor it? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's so popular. <laughs> it should speak for itself. <laughs> but I guess Boxel probably paid a lot of money for the rights. Like, we're going to flog it like a dead horse. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm over it. Anyway, I can't wait for it to finish up and it's done. It's the last season. We can forget about it. There'll be a new show that pops up. Anyway. yeah. yeah. I think that's enough ranting about the Game of Thrones round. At least Formula One didn't do it. It was just their 1,000th race. Did you know that? Oh, no, I never noticed Formula 1,000. I did not <laughs> notice at all. It wasn't even mentioned. <laughs> I prefer that than the Game of Thrones round. <laughs> like, Yeah. Yeah. I, to be honest, I think I thought there might have been a bit more affair for the 1,000th race. I think there would have been a lot more at track. And there was a yeah. lot more on their social media and stuff, like all over YouTube. They kept doing flashbacks over their thousand races and stuff like that. Well, I've re- I was reading apparently that's not actually the thousandth championship race. That's just the thousandth race. Oh, okay. How apparently, many races apparently that actually falls on Monza. Oh, it doesn't. Count. Yeah, I was reading in the Reddit comments and a lot of people seem to be backing it up. But I never verified that, so I wouldn't. Oh, mate, I believe everything off Reddit. <laughs> oh, for sure, man. That's that's where I get all my information. That's why my life's going so well right now. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Um, Saturday's race. Qualifying, well, apart from... There wasn't much in qualifying. Okay, Jamie Wincup was struggling all weekend. Um... Like triple eight once again, oh nowhere. Yeah, it's it's really weird to see this. Like I know it's happened before. Like they've had slumps and whatnot, but this one seems particularly bad. Like mistakes all over the team, drivers. Oh, yeah, group. but like, where did he Every- qualify? Seventeenth on the Saturday race. That's crazy. Like Van Gisbergen ninth. Like it wasn't. Is Wing Cup going the way of Scape? Scape took on it. A- team ownership and started to fall down didn't he just saying (laughs) (laughs) i don't think that's the case i really think yeah uh, i think um it's struggling he probably just sort of you know he's he's just so loaded he needed to offload some money for tax purposes (laughs) (laughs) and somehow wonders why he's broke now (laughs) no um i don't think it's got anything to do that i think it's just that they're they don't have their head around this the um the single springs and too much change for them. And then they because they had a center of gravity change too, not quite as big, but still not, not twenty seven or kilos. They got six kilos over their head. Yeah, they've got one fifth of the problem. <laughs> it's still a problem. Yeah. Although to say it's a problem, it didn't seem to affect a couple of cars though at all. Yeah, but you reckon they're trying to throw it? They're like, oh, these cars are crap in the air. Rah, rah. Like, oh, they're so, oh, they're just, oh, man. 
I wouldn't change anything else. That's there, why. Bad enough that's as why you got. Andre, that's why you got Andre Heingartner up there in fourth. In he did really well. He got. Yeah. He got a third. He finished third in the like. Oh, yeah, on I guess Saturday. The Castro. The Castro. No, the Nissan Altimas aren't too bad at these more Chloe, traditional racetracks. Yeah, European racetracks. Yeah. It's like they're, yeah. they're crap everywhere. They're not crap everywhere else. They're not great everywhere else, but. We don't really when have too get many to tracks these like ones. that in Australia. Unfortunately, they, like, <laughs> well, half our tracks them. are street tracks as well. Yeah, not I know. We race a, a lot of street tracks. That's what I was noticing. Like when we got back from all our holidays, like holidays, all of our business trips to supercar events last year, Recently. there was only one race that I went to that wasn't a street track, and that was Hidden Valley. Yeah, exactly. It's like, yeah, pretty much. But well, we I guess it makes it convenient off. for research oh. trips because you've got conveniently located food dispensaries and, yep. and they also beverage dispensaries. Yeah, yeah, they have drinks there too, as it turns out. And mm. normally, it's really close to your bed as well for when yeah. they pour too much of them drinks. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And it's for also them, like I mean, street tracks are a very good one to go to as a a visitor for a city that you're not from. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, because they're I mean. generally in the city. So then you can walk to the track. You've got all your, you know, restaurants and stuff like that. <laughs> I think right. that's one of the reasons what, yeah. The, um, like the, the Palmerston 500, where is it? It's just through the suburbs, mate. <laughs> just hook yeah, up, just... gun, turn down Woodruff. <laughs> you just go pumping past Jimmy's house, hang a left. <laughs> can you imagine that? That'd be weird. Oh. <laughs> uh. I did a layout for a Darwin, a Darwin Formula One track. I found we them. When we did that. Yeah, I found that on my Google Drive. Did you? But it's on YouTube. It's on my saved places. Because you must ah. have plotted it out on my computer on um, Google Maps. Yeah, yeah. It's a pretty long track, though. Yeah, uh, wait, what was it, seven kilometers? Yeah. Let me bring it up. I mean, we've gone off topic, but it's all right. <laughs> Big time. But this is a city track too. And yeah, it's a city track. It's it's through the um, entire city. <laughs> I'll link this in the show notes. But what is it? Eighteen corners, seven point six kilometers. There's a lot of like pretty good straights in there too. And the whole track's knowing, basically track. Uh, and how well we know Darwin, we got like the only hill in it too. Yeah, so. well, we got two hills. Yeah, because you're true. going up through here. This either looks like a racetrack, this section. So you guys, we're going up through section two, which is a seven-corner, two-point-something kilometer section. <laughs> With, like, massive like, got... straights. That'd yeah, be yeah, flowing. Big... Mustang would work well there. Nissan yeah, yeah this is a big slowing thing around Gardens Golf Course, heading up through, down onto Daly Street, then hooking up. Um, this must be Smith Street. Yeah, Smith I... Street. Left onto Nucky, then down the Esplanade. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty bad. It's basically got four DRS corners. What does it say here? Three straights at 850 kilometers, 18 corners, 7.4 k's. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been pretty if cool. If you section... can have a bloody two kilometer straight. Yeah, why can't I have three 850 meters straight? And that, that curvy section through the gardens, I think everyone ever that lived in Darwin that's had a decently performing car's driven through, like, how good would this be? 
flat out. <laughs> it would be great. And, like, you know, the TV cameras would love it because it'd be along the Esplanade, so you've got, like, the nice blue harbour. Oh. Yeah, and then, and then the gardens looking all nice and shit. Yeah, it'd be great. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, no comments. I've had 115 views on that video, so I will link that in the show notes since we've just talked about a video. But I think we did a pretty good job describing it, maybe. <laughs> oh, yeah. We sound excited about it. So yeah, it's great. You at least want to check it out. <laughs> anyway, um, we t- touched a little bit on the qualifying. We'll go into the race. Uh, the yes. race on Saturday was how many tyres blew? I think there was well, some five tyre-related incidents. Yeah, so you had the two flats that seemed that everyone seemed to think was due to setup or camber or something like that. But they happened really quickly within each other. That was uh, Courtney and Slade? Yeah, yeah. There you yeah, go. Yeah. The really big issue at Phillip Island. Yeah. Yeah, so, and then you had whatever happened with Wing Cup. Wasn't that, that turned out to be the old mate pressed the button too early and brought up the light and everyone. That was, was a pit stop issue. They've come yeah. in and the front um, right never got done up. And you can see the. The crew he was still on the like, wheel. Yeah, he was still on the wheel. He did not get it done in time, and, and I think Jamie was told to, to go. So yeah, yeah, yeah. He he wouldn't have known. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was the I think the car controller let him go. I don't know if it was a light issue or something that happened, but I think um, Dado pretty much come down and said it was um human error. Yeah, I reckon probably maybe hit his button too early thinking he was going to be done in time or something. God knows, really. But uh, one of the ones that I found really weird was the Courtney and Slade. Because it, when you watch the replay of it, both tyres go the like same the lap same around the same corner. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's weird. It's almost like there's something on the road, but I only got them. <laughs> yeah, I know. It was just so weird. But it... Those tires destroyed those cars. Yeah, they did proper. Eh? I guess like, those guards are all decided to go, but um, yeah. Yeah, they're definitely sacrificial. So many cars. Um, Waters tire incident was a bit more of a. Um, he sort of ripped the whole assembly off the car. It wasn't that was a good like racing, though. That was great racing. I think it was some of the best racing of the weekend. And I was really impressed by Cam Waters not tearing the shit out of Shane Van Gisbergen for it. He said, not nah, what I he thought was fair. He wanted to. He wanted to. You can see it in his face, but he knew he shouldn't because he knows he was right in what he said. It wasn't yep. his fault. It was, nah, every, it, it was the racing's fault. <laughs> it, yeah, it was the racing fault. But you look at it and you can sort of see, like, because he was, who was he battling with? I'm just, uh, Rick Kelly. Uh, yeah. That's so, right. yeah, he was battling with Rick Kelly, but he sort of come up, got into a position, and then Shane was just coming he got into a position where he could easily put the car he's like well you're stuck here now yeah yeah exactly yeah he sort of yeah like shit a lot of pushing something because he sort of come around the outside and then had nowhere to go and then it was just a light touch because shane dropped a wheel and yeah they sort of wheel off the curb and it bounced back into him so there's not much he could have done about it yeah no there's definitely no one definitely at fault there it was just hard racing but didn't work out for poor young Cam Waters. But yeah, but yeah it's just the man. He's definitely matured. He managed to hold himself back, which was nice to 
<laughs> uh, especially after like you know giving Mostert a bit of a spraying at Bathurst last year. Oh, uh, yeah, teammate, man, that's not cool. Yeah, I know. Like, spray wind, uh, spray wind cup, spray bloody Van Gisberg and all you want, but you can't go after your own teammate. Yeah, and then like when you watch it, you're like, well, your co-driver did open, then closes the door. We kind of let that happen. But anyway. That's an incident from the past. We don't need to talk about that. <laughs> Waters did a good job not throwing him under the bus. Definitely matured a lot. Win Cup's yeah. ones with his tie that came off. Like, did you think he was going to get around the lap? I don't know. I was like, oh, maybe it's on there a bit. And then they're like, be careful, mate. It might not be done up. And then, like, no, that's not done up. Because ah, not- nah, then the whole nut come off and that went <laughs> yeah. away. Yeah. And I was surprised that he got as far as he did. As soon as I saw it, I was like, team penalty. Like, yeah. Yeah, it has to be. Like, because you can't punish Jamie for that one. He was said, go, 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 go. Like, okay. So. Mm. And what, what do you think happened? Like, car 12 and 17 both got under investigation in the pit lane. Do you remember that? Uh, yeah, what was it for again, though? That was that was so, really weird. It was something about their handbrake or something, wasn't it? Yeah, because of the last couple of, or like last year and stuff with Shane, you know, rotating the tight. We didn't rotate them. They went around like 90, 30 degrees, which is not a full rotation. Um, yeah, you've got to be very clarified on that because, yeah. Uh, Roland tells me, you know, if you're going to talk about it, you've got to talk straight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, um, no, no bullshit, mate. That wasn't a rotation. Um, what it was is they've now got a mandated line locker they've got to put on the cars when they come into the pits, and it's got to be activated the whole time. So basically, okay. that lock the rears so you cannot rotate them. Yeah. Both seventeen and twelve, when they came into the pits, stalled. And when right. it stalled, it deactivate the line locker. Right. And so, but the rules state you have to have it on, but. It was a team penalty, not a driver penalty. So oh, okay. they both got $3,000 fine and 30 championship points taken away from both cars. So 60 points off the team for that race and six grand. Break the rules, I guess. Break the rules. At least they didn't yeah. take something so petty and bring it into the race. That would have sucked. Nah, nah. It was, you know, I was going. Come on, but nah. <laughs> <laughs> Three drive-throughs. That's bullshit. You can't do that. Triple <laughs> Eight got a penalty for losing a wheel, and so did Mark Winterbottom because they both lost wheels. And when you lose a wheel, um, what was their fines? Winterbottom was a weird one. Just seemed to be driving down the road, and his wheel just kept on. After like I don't know how many laps, like it wasn't like. It wasn't, like, straight away. It was sort of, like, delayed. Like, uh, I don't really feel like doing this anymore. I'm out. (laughs) So they both lost $5,000 and 30 championship points. Oof, just... Team penalties all over the joint this weekend. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't Frosty whinging about his rear wheels, like, the whole race? Because, like, I think he... No, you couldn't. Can't flat spot a rear. Um, he was complaining about a vibration. He was complaining about his tires and stuff like that right early on, and they're like, "Just make it out to like lap nineteen or whatever," or saying, "You know, once we start pitting." And then he kept whinging, kept whinging, and then his tire just fell off. You're like, "Well, that's your issue. Maybe it's a bit more than just you know, you yeah, ruin the tire during the race." 
Yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. Maybe we should look into that. But yeah, it's, it's kind of weird to just see a wheel fall off like that. Yeah, you don't, you don't see that very often. Um, another thing I wanted to quickly touch on. On Friday's practice, there was oh, yeah. an incident <laughs> where the, race, the practice session actually got red flag due to two well, birds. All these duck things. <laughs> they were sitting right... They pretty much are standing on the apex. Like, I will save this image and I'll share it in the show notes. But there's two birds and they pretty much sat there. Like, they're within a foot and a half of Jamie's car. <laughs> they're they're the curb strike monitoring. You yeah, yeah. The bird, like, you yeah. strike the curb, mate. <laughs> like, bird oh. strike. <laughs> See that? That's where the bird hit your guard, mate. You were well and truly over that curb. <laughs> They had to, like, they, they, they were standing right there. The cars were going right past them. They did not move. And then they red flagged it, and then they got an official out there with a flag to shoo them away. I'm like, mate, they're not moving for race cars. They're not going to move for Jim with a flag down at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, shit, that's a flag. Let's run, y'all. <laughs> they ended up moving on and, and leaving, but I just think they were the ballsiest birds in the world. I was oh, the half sure. close I was sat there. Back onto it. So, Jay, um, Scotty McLaughlin, king of Phillip Island. His yeah, pole pretty well. Like, there, he was untouchable in pole game. positions. Yeah, and to see, like... Eight, eight pole positions in a row, I believe it is. I thought they were saying 10 on the weekend, but you could be right. But, like, just the the gap he had, point... What is it, point six of a second point or something? Six. Over his teammate. <laughs> like, oh, over, well, that's one to two. Normally that's like in a supercar race, that's one to 15. Yeah, so I know. Like, it's crazy that he was that much quicker than everyone else. It'd be kind of discouraging starting a race. Like, well, maybe I can get second. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, Fabs did a pretty good job on both starts to really challenge him because he knew the race was pretty much down to that turn one. Yeah, yeah. No, he did. They did a really good job, and um, I, I think Scotty was saying when he was interviewed, it was really respectful between the two. Of them. They raced hard. They raced hard, but they raced clean. Then, yeah, I think they both knew when. Okay, one of us has to yield, and it happened to be Fabs most of the time. But yeah, but uh, whatever happened on Sunday worked out pretty well for him. Like, was, yeah, so. We'll just finish up Saturday's race. Anton, yeah, oh, sorry. Something I also want to just quickly apologize for and stuff from last week was we were try- I was trying to talk about Andre Heingardner, and I kept saying Anton. True. I didn't know this. <laughs> no, no, we neither did. But we were both, you must have knew who I was talking about because we continued our conversation. And when I went back and edited it last week, I was there going, I might even do a post-record and just say, guys, I'm actually meant to be talking about Andre Heidgardner. Because then right at the end of the episode, we're like, oh, and Anton, we didn't talk about him. I'm like, we spent 10 minutes talking about a Anton that's not Anton. (laughs) Like, Uh, Yeah, I think we, well, yeah, we must have just got into the conversation and the both of us just didn't realize what was happening. We always knew what we were talking about. (laughs) Yeah. So... Sorry, Andre. Um, but Andre Hardgarner, you did a great job. Made him pole position. Um, yeah, the first was... time he's had a pole position is not as a co-driver. He was pretty stoked. 
Yeah, man, that was pretty cool. Sunday's qualifying, once again, was pretty much um, Scotty McLaughlin, 0.6 over everyone else. Um, Todd Hazelwood actually made an appearance in the top 10 both races. Like, in yeah, qualifying. I did really well. I was impressed. Mm. Well, he's dead, definitely, you know, improving, like... That car's obviously much better than last year's Penske car that they had that was not last year's Penske car. It was like an original DJR car. Um, they've got their head around it. They were punching it. It's very unfortunate at the start of the race on Sunday where Courtney punted um, Todd off the road. I was not happy when I saw that because I, yeah, I think it was up sucked. to seven. That was right at the start of the race, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And then he got like in the gravel and... He managed to get out, but ruined his race. Like, where did he recover to? He recovered to 16. Yeah, that's... At least he recovered to somewhere, but that's going to suck from where he was, man. That's... Yeah, I know. Like, he was he was last at lap one, so... But then, like, Courtney had tyre issues, and Stanaway's down. I don't know what happened. I can't remember what happened to him. Like, you're looking at the others. Like, he definitely should... He's in faster cars than these guys. Sunday's pit stop. So basically, the main race for this on Sunday come down to the Shell pit stops. Yeah, which one was the better of the two? <laughs> and watching the race, I could not work out how Fabian jumped Scotty in the pits. Yeah, I don't think anyone could. It was really confusing. Even even the crew themselves were like, oh, he was slower. We don't know. What the yeah. hell? <laughs> like, and then they- like everyone's blaming... Not all well, they weren't blaming Anton on that issue, but they're like, Oh, there's something wrong with the Erebus cars, you got the fastest flow. It's like, No, it turns out Erebus put in the exactly the right amount of fuel in the car. Yeah, they were Where, playing on Barry Ryan seemed almost a little bit offended by that. The look on his face was like, You go tell Ryan's story to fuck himself, right? <laughs> it's just what it looked like to me. I'd be offended by that, to be honest. It's sort of like, Nah, man, we're just on top of our shit. Sorry, we're not multi-million dollar corporation but yeah we can be just as good as you sorry bro <laughs> one of the things i think it turns out that scott mclaughlin sat for 3.7 seconds longer in combined in both his pits so he took on 3.7 seconds more fuel than what was actually required so there's oh, wow. that's your problem there that's but also you know um yes yeah, so i think it's like basically what one one point three five seconds in each It'd be stop. more like 1.8. Almost two seconds of stop. 3.7. Half a seven's 3.5. Point, half of three is 1.5. Uh, yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, 3. Point, yeah, sorry. I'm like... 2.7. <laughs> <Fine>. Anyway. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he took on a bit of extra fuel, but I think maybe, I don't know, are they burning more fuel? Like, they didn't have to go to Scott, like... Uh, towards the end of the race, we don't know if we're going to make it. Just keep going. Like, yeah, it's like, why would you take on so much extra? Like, are they really worried about not making the limit? Like, I, I don't know. Maybe they thought they were a bit safer than what they were. But it, the main issue I think it come out as was there was a pit lane limiter issue in it where he was going well below forty. Like, I yeah, don't know how much well below forty. You probably at thirty six kilometers an hour or something. Yeah, but that plus the extra, you know, like one point whatever seconds each stop. You know, yeah, yeah. 
it's enough because they were close. Well, this is something that I was... Um, when I went in the, uh, the hot lap in Townsville with Bryce, when we went into the pits and he's like, hit the pit lane limiter, I'm looking over on the um, the display on his steering wheel and stuff and you can see it and I'm like, why are we doing 38.9? Like, we should be doing 39.9. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, you've got fuck all margin of error stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but like, if you limit it like that, why don't you just smack bang on like... 39 kilometers an hour or something. Well, I guess gearing would change that as well. Stuff like that. Like where mm. you'd want to limit it to. I imagine each, yeah, like your different gear sets, you'd have it set at a different spot. I don't know. But yeah, yeah. I guess it's but probably it like a really That's... fine bit of math to get it wrong too. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. If we, like... if we stuff it up by 50 RPM, we're doing 40.3. And we're stopped. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then you got a pit lane drive through where you can go a little bit under and yeah, I guess. Yeah. But I don't know. You'd think uh, you would adjust at each race when you're like, all right, uh, we've got this gearing in. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Although it could be also like really hard to hit that to get the car to want to sit bang on a certain rev to get the right like I don't know how they tune it. But anyway. But yeah. It was, I was very surprised, and I think Fabian was very surprised when he came out ahead of him, because he was like, oh, I come out, and then I was expecting a red car to go past me, and it didn't. I was like, yeah, nice you... voice, Fabes, like, you keep going. Yeah, like, no, nah, you're right, man. It's, um, yeah, don't know what happened there. <laughs> so, I was quite happy with the result. Both JD and I got a point this weekend, so no change which is the main thing that we look for in the Breaking Lake Championship points. And in true wildcard fashion, no points. No points. At all. (laughs) At all. Proper wildcard. You didn't get a blue flag. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I, I took a gamble on Chaz, thinking maybe he'd pull something out, but he did not. Chaz had a pretty average weekend he said he's still the car's still not right they're still behind the eight ball yeah he um he didn't seem impressive well what do you get that third and qualifying and then not much else finished fifth on um sunday and where was he in race nine race nine fifth so he just dominated that fifth position own that number five i own it like alonzo yeah. <laughs> Even though it turns out like Alonso didn't finish in fifth a lot as much as everyone made it out to be. Probably just happened a few times in a row. You're like, look at that. Always oh, in fifth. <laughs> <laughs> um, Anton got a maiden podium this weekend as well as Andre. Yeah. This one was celebrated a lot graded, like a lot more. Yeah. Yeah. That was pretty cool, though. Like, for him. To get his first podium, like, good for you, bro. <laughs> like, showing, I don't know. I think he's had a few doubters around too. So, yeah, yeah. Like, well, he hadn't been in Super Twos all long. I think he'd only been there when he got selected. He hadn't even had a like a yeah, enduro drive against his name. Yeah, yeah. He had like really never driven a supercar in a race. Mm. Yeah, apart from Super Twos, but yeah. not exactly the same thing. Especially the year that he joined, they definitely weren't the same thing. No, 
Did you see um, what Scotty said? Like, oh, it was a good battle with Anton, but maybe next time he'll block into that corner. Like, because he left that door wide open down. I think it was at turn one. Oh, yeah. Wherever. Yeah. It was just like wide open. I was like, no, Anton. <laughs> <laughs> you could have. Yeah. You were the chosen one. (laughs) (laughs) He could have held him off, I think, but at the same time, he's probably like, do I. Ain't nothing wrong with bronze. No. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's sort of like, well, I can guarantee myself this third. Yeah. Or have some sort of disaster while I'm having Ah. this battle. Yeah, yeah. Fuck it. I'll go for third. <laughs> That's not bad. Um, so it turns out Fabian was told that Scotty McLaughlin wasn't going to attack him after the final stint as well. That came out today. Oh, really? Mm. You're free to go, mate. You can have a win. Just enjoy it because I don't think This is all he needs up. to do. Just yeah. slowly, slowly plot away. I'm all up for Fabs to win a championship this year. That would be pretty cool. And... Well, I think even Scotty said himself he's like a contender. Well, he's in second, so he's... yeah, he's in second. He's got the second as good of car. Um, like, let's just bring up the championship points now. So, what have you got? You got Scotty McLaughlin on five thousand and fifty-eight points. I still think the supercars have 1, well 000. too many points. Uh, yeah, one thousand. Well, five thousand by the end of next week. No, um, yeah. <laughs> one thousand fifty-eight points. Fabian Coulthard in second at 934 points, which is 124 points adrift. Then Chaz Mostert down at 815 points, which is, you know, nearly 100 points behind Fabian. You're like, well, I think this is turning into a two-horse race. Yeah, yeah. Like, what is it? Shell Mercedes racing? I meant V-Power. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) um... Imagine if Patronus come on board and they're like, let's go with these shell cars. No, they wouldn't call them shell cars. (laughs) You're painting these bitches silver. Let's get this done. <laughs> I reckon that would actually be kind of cool. But I doubt that it's going to happen. Petronas isn't in Australia, is it? I, I don't think so. It's a fuel company, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Fuel, it's like uh, Malaysian, I think. Yeah. Oh, well. Um. Yeah. Where's Jamie? But yeah, Winter? Fabian's definitely Nine. a contender. Like, if Scotty has a couple of band rounds another crash with cam or something I think if fabian wins another couple of races and scotty has some average ones watch out and then once fabian gets it like a, a taste of victory first win in 11 months if he can back it up again in like um barbagello where we're going next yeah oh, gloves are off punt him punt him here again <laughs> just do him in son fuck him <laughs> Nah, but like I reckon, you know, they could get to a point where they could battle with each other. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's like, but um, I'm not saying it. like Fabian. He's definitely, obviously, a race car driver and got that fire and stuff. But he just doesn't seem as aggressive. Like nah. I can't, I can't see these two coming to blows. Even if he does get ahead, I think McLaughlin would still be like, "You're right, fair enough." Like he'd be visibly upset, but I don't think he'd really do much about it. No, nah, because I'm surprised, like, even, like, last year's battle with Shane and Scotty, like, they were sort of at each other, but not. Like, they weren't. Yeah. They definitely weren't mates. <laughs> Rosberg and Hamilton had a bigger battle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, I just can't see Fabian and McLaughlin fighting, like, having that sort of tension between them in the team. Mm. 
Nah, I seems okay, style. Sorry. But I think this is good for Fabian because it's been like he gets another couple of wins. No one's going to be talking about replacing him next year. Yeah, exactly. He doesn't even have to win the championship this year. If he still comes in second, then it's sort of like, well, you're going to get rid of him because nobody else beat him. <laughs> like, he's taken some win. He's now taking points off um, Triple Eight, which is what yeah. you need. Yeah, exactly. That's what they wanted. He's actually doing the job that well, he should have been doing towards last the end of last Last four races, he's had a victory and three seconds. He's had four seconds overall this year. Yeah, that's pretty good effort. He had a shocker in race two in Adelaide where he finished 20th and race six in Melbourne where he finished 15th. The other times he's finished fifth and sixth. Well, that'd be the only two races that like he's really... Like been pushed away from Scotty is like those two where he was really far down, and that's what's created the gap. And like yeah, you're saying, Scotty just needs a couple of them, and that gap will be gone. Well, those ones where you know he's fallen behind. You're looking race two on Adelaide. He qualified tenth because he had that um, pit stop infringement, not yeah, pit stop, yeah. uh, pit lane infringement, where they touched the car and qualifying or whatever. And then yep. race six in Melbourne, he started eighth. So when he starts down the pack, he gets sort of, well, it's a bit like every race driver, you get caught in the pack and that's when drama happens. I think that's yeah, one of the things I like. Wind Cup is struggling so much as well because he's starting down at the back. It's like, what are all these other cars around me? I'm not used to this. There's yeah. one either side of me. I don't like it. It's not cool. Yeah. Not at all. No, yeah, definitely be a relatively new experience with Wind Cup. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I haven't done this since my first year. This is his worst start to the season since like Forever. 2013 or something. It's crazy. <laughs> He's like, like oh, I remember my karting days. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, we got one more thing I want to do with supercars before we jump on to Formula One. Yep. And that is we are going to rank the drivers in a tier level. Oh, yeah, um, the tier maker thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we'll share this on our Facebook and stuff like that, and just let us know if you agree with our rankings, um, as you know. And we'll share the link, and then you guys can go and make your own ranking and share it back with us. I think that's the whole idea of this thing. So, who do you class as an A driver, and that's been the highest ranked driver? Um, well. There's two that we mention all the time. There's Scotty and Shane. Scotty and Shane. I'd still now, put Jamie up there because I'd still put Jamie up there. Bit of bad luck. He's still an amazing. They're the three driver. most recent championship winning drivers. Yeah, ninety percent of the time, if they're not winning races, they're on the podium. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I'd really put anyone else up there at the moment. Nobody. They're those three no. that are consistent and. Well, I know Wing Cup hasn't been lately, but <clears throat> like yeah, when... no, I th I agree. I think those three are the only top A drivers. If we're going well, off, when you start talking about Scott McLaughlin qualifying at like you know being the king of Phillip Island, like yeah, man, he's king of the king penguins. of qualifying really at the moment. <clears throat> so yeah, I, I don't think that any anyone else would really be able to hang with those guys all day every day at the moment. So, B-ranked drivers, 
I would probably say, I'm going to say Chaz Mostert and Davey yep. Reynolds, definite. They're B-ranked drivers. These are drivers that I think we'd class as ones that a challenging for a podium, if not the occasional race win. But I don't think have yet to put a full season together. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I see what you're saying there. And um, probably Fabs. Yeah, definitely put Fabs there. He's he's always had he's like had moments all through his career where you're like, oh man, if you just did that all the time. <laughs> Anyone else? Like, would you? I'd, I'd would consider... you put? Who? I was, was going to say like Cam Waters or someone, but I don't think exactly, I, would... I was going to say I'd consider Cam Waters, but I don't think he's quite there yet. I think next year he'd be at that sort of level if he continues the way he's going this year, as long as he doesn't have too many failures and crashes. Yeah, because you like look like he still needs more experience, really. Yeah, I'm going to put Cam as a C driver, and at the moment, I don't think we've got any other real B drivers that are really challenging for victories. Yeah. Currently, I'd put I'd put Anton next to Cam. Anton next to Cam. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I see you've got a different opinion then. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Sorry. What happened is I dropped him into D when we're now doing our C drivers. Yeah, yeah. I would also. I think I would probably put Todd up to C purely on the run that he's got this year, and it's really hard to judge him from last year. I wouldn't judge him from last year, and considering he was Super Two champion, he, he's he's a really good driver. And yeah, I think he's just one that needs more time in a good car. And they seem to be on the right track with their car too. So, where would you put Courtney and Pie? I was going to say um, Courtney a couple of years ago would have been in B, but I'd say he's dropped back these days to a C. C and Scotty Pie. I think Scotty Pie and Courtney are quite close at the moment. Yeah, they're a pretty good team too. Yeah, I'd chuck him up there as well. He, he's pretty good. I'm not a huge fan of him, but he's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I mean... I won't be biased, I swear. Not biased. Yeah, it, this is obviously where we think, you know, where we rank them because they're normally... Well, you look at that, you've got 2, 4, 6, 8, 11. You, they're pretty much the top top 11 drivers that you get. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if there's anyone else I'd put... Maybe I'd consider Will Davison, but... He's pretty up and down. I think Will Davison would be a C. Oh, Frosty. Yeah, get Frosty up there. He's he's a C for sure. He's just not he's, so great. He's a little C. Yeah. <laughs> Lowercase C. Yeah. No, he's, he, he, he would have been a B or even an A back in his heyday. But at the I'm moment. going to put Rick Kelly up as a C as well. Because yeah. he may not be challenging for race wins, but... He is actually a really good race driver that will make you work to pass him and not blocking. Yeah, yeah. He's just got, like, the world's widest missing. Like, he's not it's blocking, but somehow it's always like, there. Like, been calling him? He's like... Oh, the, the modern-day John Bow. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know if that's an insult or not. No. <laughs> uh, I don't think so. Nah, JB was a pretty good JB was pretty good. Yeah. Did you see, um, it's a little bit off topic, but today it's come out in the news that he said that he, his only regret in supercars was he didn't race. He didn't do his last season with Jack Perkins. Uh, Larry I did Perkins. see that. Yeah, yeah. He's like, he regrets not making the switch. Because he was loyal to Ford. And so he stayed with a Ford team with, that was pretty average that season. Yeah. And then 
he was saying that he got a phone call from Ford after he finished up going, oh, you've got one of our um, Ford territories. He's like, yeah. He's like, oh, can you drop it back to us? Can you eat a dick? <laughs> and he was just like, this is when he was going, he was getting depressed during that final season. And then he was like, you just kicked him when he was down. And like, he's been very open with his depression and stuff like that, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope everything's going better for him. He seems to be in a lot better place now. But you can see that would be pretty hard on you. Yeah, yeah, you're already like, yeah, he didn't really, the end of his career wasn't the best for him. And then have that, like, oh, can we have our pretty average mid price car back? Like, oh, yeah. Cheers. So long and thanks for nothing, eh? (laughs) Weren't they basically a Falcon chassis? Just, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just a jacked up Falcon. That's why they had like territory turbo and stuff. It's just an XL6 turbo with all wheel drive. I don't know how. With the all-wheel drive or anything. They obviously, they don't make the territories anymore. They do the escapes. Yeah, which is just built off a Ranger chassis. Sure. <laughs> anyway, all right. So <laughs> back to the driver tier. Uh, do we think we've got another seven? Like I'm, I'm gonna Anton. Yeah, I... I think is the l- high D, low C. <laughs> or oh, you just did it again. It's Andre. It's Andre. Andre, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You just look like an Anton. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh yeah, it's almost like you need a like a like a fucking C and a half or something. Like Yeah, I'm gonna put him in C. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yep. Alright, so Michael's doing it pretty quick right now. So <laughs> We've just pretty much, yeah, I'd agree with a lot of that. Although, yeah, I would move Golding up to an E. So we've got... So, there you go. All right. So we've got Lee Holdsworth in uh, D. And um, name's slipping me right now. Jack LeBrock, because he might not be in the race next <laughs> yeah, week. <laughs> yeah. yeah, as a D, which, yeah, like, <clears throat> he's doing a good job with that techno car, but he's really not amazing. Uh, Nick Perker, I definitely agree with that in the D. Tim Slade, yeah, he's been the there for a while, like, hasn't really done kinda, much. Yeah, but I'm putting them there because like they've won like what one race each. Um, been in this category for a while. Nick Perker had a chance in the Walkinshaw team as a factory driver. Yeah, just doesn't seem to be going anywhere with it. And... Slady, his his chin's too big to go and see. Like here's that jawline, like super defined. Like, like Jay Leno on steroids. Oh, that's yeah. Me. Oh. Um, um, he won in um over in America the other week at the I think eight hours of Laguna Seca. Oh yeah, I did see that. Yeah, not Driving a bad a Ferrari. Not a bad side gig. Oh, what are you doing? I'm going to California to drive Ferraris, but. All right, yeah. fair enough. <laughs> um, and in E, which is basically like a rookie category. I, I'm yeah, not I'd... saying E is in fail. Um, it is in, it's, I think on a school report card, it's say needs development. <laughs> like, yeah. at, and it's fair because everyone that you put there has only stepped up recently. Like, yeah, Gary so Jacobs is a bit older. Yeah, he sort of got screwed over a little bit, I think, by Tickford. Yeah, yeah, and he sort of won the championship with them, and then they're like, "All right, see you later." Well, we're gonna <laughs> go with another guy now. So, 
on your bike. But he did pretty good. Like Gary Jackson did good when he got into the Nissan Altima in Super Twos. Like he was competitive straight off the bat. Yeah, he was pretty good, and he he deserves to be where he is now. But yeah, he just needs some time in the series, I think. Um, and that pretty much sums up as well for Mackie Jones. I think he needs a bit more time. He's having a very rough introduction to the sport. But then you look oh, at yeah, the likes yeah, of He's... Scott Pye when he first come in, he like speared off straight into Simmons, like from Simmons playing straight through turn two into the wall or whatever. Um, oh, yes, and then right. he went <laughs> sideways over the hill down at Barbagello, I think in the same season. Yeah. He had some pretty, some pretty crazy it's off track. I remember that one at Simmons Plains. That bloke stand at the fence just bailed like, the... oh, I am out. <laughs> and you've seen it like eight times this week, like last race meeting there that they kept playing it over and over again. And they even had um, Scotty Pye doing a track walk with, um, I think, Scafie or Lounsey. Oh, yeah, I think it was Lounsey and Lounsey brought it up. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And also James Golding in E and in F, do you want to say who's in F? Uh, the two remaining drivers. And Simona. Uh, um, Simona's been successful in other series overseas. But not this I one. Just, yeah, she's just like, I don't know, like Rick Kelly and Andre have shown that the car's got pace, but she can't seem to make it do the same things. And it's, it's I was a big supporter of her at the start. I wanted her to do well. I knew we weren't going to see those massive results straight away. I, I, uh, I kind of expected her to be more up the midfield, though, not chasing down like what feels like the back all the time. Like I think last year, I think her and Todd Hazelwood were like grid mates. They were always next to each other at the back. Oh, and Todd loved it. <laughs> oh, yeah, he was, he was stoked. Trust me. <laughs> um, but, yeah... It, it's just, it is what it is, really. She's not really performing, and I don't know how much of a future she's really got here without uh, I, money without, behind her. She got, yeah. Without, like... It's, it's one of those things. You, I, I don't want to say, not nah, she's gone, but without people going, oh, it's just because she's a female. Like, it's nothing to do with that. Like, If I'll she was winning, person. I'd be telling you she's winning. <laughs> yeah. She's just not competitive. She's had now what? This is her fourth season. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. In the cars, like maybe she should have done development series first. Done some super twos, yeah. That's not. The and this is saying at least what Abby did. Abby um, Eaton, she's gone in and was like, no, nah, no, nah, I want to do super twos first before I try and go for the main game. Yeah, well, you don't want to just like use your name to get in there and stuff because, like you sort of end up in that position of being expected to perform when you're not ready for it. And controversial opinion here, I think supercars rushed it in. They're like, we have to get a female on the grid. I agree. I agree 100% with that. It was just made such a big deal. and I just don't, I don't know. To me, we shouldn't, like, we should definitely celebrate it, like women in motorsport and that, but we shouldn't be making a big deal about it either. It should be, it should just be normal. Why do Mm. we have to, like, and you know, I sort of understand the history of the sport didn't wasn't too conducive to allowing women into the sport, but it's sort of it's not like that anymore. And I think from you know the, over the next twenty odd years, you're going to see more and more. You're going to see a lot more because I think it's now opened the eyes up to females in sport that they can get there, 
And so you, yeah. you don't have the younger generation, say, as coming through at the moment. Well, you got them now starting in carts and stuff. I think half the grid at bloody Darwin Karting is like in the cadets and the little little kids. They've got like a heap of young girls going out there karting, which is great. But we're yeah, yeah, just definitely. starting to nurture that at the moment. Maybe we, we've, you know, in 10, 15 years' time, we'll yeah, have a lot more. Yeah, yeah, exactly, man. It's sort of like give it that bit of time and, yeah. I mean, cool. I mean, good thing we don't have any sponsors on the show because you can't talk about this type of stuff with sponsors because they're like, oh, you're not being nice. You're like, I'm just It's just it. honest, though. It's like she's, she's not performing and it was did seem like a bit of a let's get – someone in there yeah but anyway formula one formula uh. formula uh. Just qualifying 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 i actually miss qualifying due to duties at the bakery yeah uh qualifying i sort of watched a bit of it um danny rick got into cop uh the top 10 which was really good yeah, that's uh, awesome. I did I did read the results, but yeah, I didn't really see it. It was just um, one of those things where you look at it and well, you let's go qualifying. So you got top two cars, Mercedes, top, uh, three and four, Ferrari, five and six, Red Bull, Honda, then seven and eight, Renault, essentially eight and nine, top, Haas. It is literally like two factory teams, a team big enough to be considered a factory team, factory team, and then the other ones. <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah. like it's two by two by two by two, and then you go to Scuderia Ferrari. And what did you to... see the big off of Antonio Giovinazzi? No, it wasn't Antonio Giovinazzi. It was um, Alex Arbon. Oh, okay. No, I didn't see that. I thought you were about to say the other Alpha. I'm like, that's Kimmy. <laughs> uh, Kimmy, where Kimmy? Thirteenth. Thirteenth. Yeah, he's nowhere. I think uh... he's just doing this for the cash now. Well, yeah, I get to drive uh, the race car and I uh, get paid. Albon really had a massive off in qualifying. I'll see if I can find a video for you. No. Anyway, so he's come across. He's coming onto that final corner on, or coming onto the, the main straight uh, in China. He's sort of lost it around that, went through the gravel, and then just smashed into the wall. Like that, coming onto the straight, they've sort of got a wall and then it darts back at about like another 45 degrees or whatever. He's smashed into that, so he did not take any part in qualifying. Oh, uh, that's why he started from pit lane. Pit lane, yeah, because they had to rebuild the car. He managed to drive up to 10th during the race. That's, that's crazy good, hey? That's sort of a pretty good sign that he's going to be something to be what, someone to watch out for. After that drive, there's a lot more talk about, well, if Gasly doesn't start to perform, chuck Alex Arbon, Arbon in the car. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And Red Bull aren't scared to do that. No, that's saying that, like... Um, they've done before. That's happened they've to done before, but do you... Th- Max was different. Max had a full year of Toro Rosso under his belt. Yeah, that's true. You would be ditching someone that's had... But it, uh, Gasly has one full year of Toro Rosso under his belt, but you'd be ditching someone that's going to only had three Grand Prix. So you've been upgrading someone who has three Grand Prix to 
the main team. I don't think that's. I think yeah. it's very early a, a in moment, the season to tell. An early moment of greatness is cool, but it's not enough to. Okay, we'll take him. No, and I think if he goes in the red ball and he's not up there, it's going to kill his career. But if oh, he stays, destroy his career because everyone will rubbish him. <laughs> if he stays at um, at Toro Rosso, and if he just you know slowly gets the few points and finishes sixth or you know seventh, gets up there into the high the Formula One point five podium. Um, have you seen yeah. all that on the internet? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's true. It's interesting. It, it's, <laughs> so if he if he's competitive in the Formula One point five season series. Then he's going to get noticed a lot more because he's in a car that you know. Well, he's got the same engine, I'm pretty sure, as Red Bull. Well, obviously it's a Honda, but yeah, you imagine they'd be running the same variant of the engine, like especially like while they're still somewhat developing that engine reliability-wise and that, you'd want to run, you know, pretty much for similar spec engines. So forget better data. Yeah, exactly. Like, well, this think... one went really well. That one was shit ass. Well, what's the difference? Oh, too much to really tell what caused it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How much do you think Red Bull would party if they got a Red Bull podium lockout by having the two Red Bulls up there and then like a Toro Rosso? That would... Not that it's happening, but... Yeah, that would be pretty cool. They'd like, we're going to drown the entire world in Red Bull. <laughs> like this... That would be a mental party, I think, yeah. Oh, something that I wanted to touch on, which um, JD and I are going to do a review probably next episode or something of it. We're doing a, a little Breaking Lake book club, if you wanted to join in. Um, oh, right. <laughs> we're all, we're reading The Mechanic by Mark Elvis Presley. Um, Elvis is just uh, his nickname. Yeah, it's yeah. It's a really good book. If you got it on Audible, go to audible.com, sign up, you get a free book. Don't have a link, not sponsored. Um Get the mechanic, listen to it. And they talks about how he went to a Red Bull after party and they were giving out absolute shambles, which was absolute vodka, Chardonnay, and Red Bull. Jesus. That'll um that'll be an interesting night. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was after um Kimmy's final race at McLaren. Well, I'm not gonna ruin it, that's all I'm saying, but he definitely had a reason to drink and he was trying to get another job yeah <laughs> yeah just thinking about like red bull vodka and champagne like oof. absolute shambles mate <laughs> it sounds yeah. like what it is eh? well i know i know a few girls and you know them too that go a bit mental when they just drink champagne add oh, vodka yeah. and red bull to that bruh i'm running i'm out <laughs> mate. Who do you think JD went with last yeah. week? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I never said. So, I'll talk if you guys them. want an update of how JD went, not great. He said oh, it was really? fun, but the competition was horrible. I'm like, how'd you go? He's like, horrible. <laughs> oh, that's no good. Because so, they just—I don't think they caught anything. Oh, if they did, it wasn't anything worthwhile. Some of these people go full on on these competitions. Yeah, I've seen a couple of videos. It was crazy, like these, like full stick it up boats and everything of team names. Oh. Like, yeah, wow. like the girls, they had like they got sponsored by Great Northern. They got given like five cartons of Great Northern, put a sticker on the back of their shirts. <laughs> All right. So um, I'll I'll put a sticker on my cart. Sponsor me, Great Northern. Like, 
hey, Great Northern, can you sponsor my weekend? I just need four cartons. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm drinking four cartons, but I need a sponsor. <laughs> Can't afford to do this by myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, geez. Like, I'll stream it live. I'll get a big audience. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, um, so Bottas actually got pole position in this race. Pretty good effort. Good effort. Um, not much in it, but this... it like 0.13 or something. It was like stuff all in it. Yeah, well, we got 31.54 and 31.57. Yeah, O three or something. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. This year, um, no one on pole position has won a race. Yeah, that's an interesting stat, isn't it? Which mm. is especially for Formula One, considering like a lot of the. Typical talk is like, oh, whoever qualifies first going to win the race. Thank yeah, you. but has it been everyone that's qualified second has won the race? I still think it's been one off the front row. Yeah, probably. It's like, if your name's not Hamilton, you probably didn't win. <laughs> this is only his second race. Yeah, second out of three races. Yep. And, and who won the other one? <laughs> Bottas. God, where's Bottas? Like, he was... He didn't really look super competitive this weekend either. No, not really. The Ferraris were the biggest disappointment of the weekend for me. Because, mm. you know, I want them to win. And they didn't. Disappointing. Yeah. Well, my real notes was, from what we saw on the telecast, it was a bit of a boring a, race. It was a snoozer, yeah. It was sort of like, hey, Charles, get out of the way. Cool. Well, that was pointless. We've got yeah. nowhere. <laughs> what do, do you think Danny Kvyat's becoming a scapegoat in Formula One? Because of the incident at, on the lap one, where he made contact with both McLarens, but he sort of like understeered into one of them, and it wasn't hugely his fault. It was more of a racing incident. Um. I don't know about scapegoat, but I can see. Well, what he you got say. like a drive-through penalty straight away, but like he had oh, another a couple Blame of races. The it's the Russians' fault. Give him a drive-through. He's he wants nothing to do with it. He's out there laughing. I don't care. It was his fault. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, the, where's this? Let them race. Like it's lap one incident. You expect maybe a little bit of contact. Yeah, it wasn't true. intentional. It's not like he come flying up the inside and did a torpedo on everyone. Yeah, yeah, just dive bomb the whole field. When everyone's nah, all bunched up and he's like, you know, and he does a little bit of understeer. It wasn't a huge amount of contact with it, but you've just got so many cars in a, such like, a confined space. You're going to make contact. To go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it should have been more of a racing incident. I see what you're saying there. Even and I think it should have been a racing incident, but he got a drive through straight away on lap one. Yeah, and well, history's shown that things like that have always been sort of like oh, racing incidents. I think there's even been more blatant things that I don't ask for an example right now, but you know, there's things that you see like that should have been a penalty, like, and nothing happened. Yeah, yeah. Um, Albon, like we said, did a great job going from pit lane to tenth. Yeah, um, didn't really see much of it on TV, though, which is no, and sort of makes you go, ooh, the boring race. Clearly, there was some shit going on behind it all. Oh, and this is like, I was before we started recording, I was like, oh, just on Reddit, and you're having a look at all these like people posting up 
you know, the best duel of the weekend, Saints and Giovinazzi's um, fighting, going side by side through turn seven and eight with three laps to go. Um, Lance Stroll overtaking Kevin Magnuson on the last lap, not shown on the live F1 feed. Um, you know, it was just all this other stuff going on that they don't show because they're trying to give, you know, the race directors like we got to, or the TV directors like we, you know, no one, the average person wants to see who's winning the race. You don't yeah, want to yeah, be like, oh, well, here's the mid-pack. Here's a good battle. We're never going to show you the Ferraris and the Mercedes. Yeah, I think a casual race fan, like, and I'm by this, I mean a very casual race fan, like the guy that flicks on the TV goes, I'll watch that. But um, they don't see the importance of the fights that are going on behind us. Like, that's the future that's fighting behind us. What's happening ahead of us, that'll be those dudes behind in three yeah. years' time running away with a race and going, this is boring. Like, let's watch them develop. Let's watch them fight. Like, mm. if there's nothing mm. happening at the front of the race, then stop filming it. It's not not interesting at all. Yeah, and it comes also down to, like, the cars just aren't as good as the front-running cars. Yeah, exactly. And that's it, why like, they're not up there. Like, if you have – we're not a controlled series. We're not a spec series, so we can't have, like, the supercars, which is a spec series. Yeah, and I don't think Formula One ever should be a spec series because I like the idea of it not being that. And you just got to accept that. Yeah, there's there's levels of performance here. Like, I'd say there's more two levels of performance. Like, they used to be proper backmarkers. There's not so much anymore. It's not not as, so much, but like I was talking like, to JD the other like week Russia about it. Going, <laughs> well, you look from like two thousand and okay, so you, what you had. 2005, 2006, both won by Renault. Then what, 2007, you had Ferrari. 2008, you had Miss uh, McLaren. Then 2009, you had Braun. And then 2010, you had Red Bull. And then Red Bull went on a dominant run. And then it's pretty much been Mercedes after that. We haven't had a period of different constructors winning different years. Like you sort of go in and like, and now you're winning for the next four years and then we're going to do a rule change and then another team's going to come on top of it. Yeah, it seems whoever seems to get on top of the current set of regulations, they're the one to beat. That's who's going to win. Yeah. Um, Which, I don't know, it, it kind of sucks that the racing at the front is so boring sometimes, but like we were just saying, well, if it is boring, film what's happening behind them because that's really interesting. Yeah, it's just unfortunate that i got to kind of wait for like two days after the race before all this stuff comes out. Yeah, and it's like, oh, so it wasn't as boring. Because, like, on your notes, it's like a bit of a boring race. It, yeah, it really was. Mm. Did you see the image? Um, I shared in that little chat, and I'll probably try and download it, and I'll share it in the show notes or something on our Facebook. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. You're pressing the radio instead of energy, like, I, this is a photo of an onboard footage of um, Lance Stroll. There's a radio message coming up saying, so you're pressing the radio instead of energy. Yeah, what is he like? Oops. Oh, the curse. The curse in this car is garbage. Just like, we'll get off the radio, mate, and it'll work. <laughs> I heard it. Like, watched, I watched the video of um, Lance Stroll overtaking Kevin Magnuson for the last lap, and it's, like, not shown on the live feed. And because this is obviously 
everyone's doing the replay of um, F1 TV, which is not available in Australia yet. Um, but you can buy a pass direct from Formula One and you can oh, okay. stream onboard footage and you can rewatch the race and you can watch back on other peop- other laps, which is a surprising move from Formula One. I think it's good, but it means like we are getting so much more videos ripped off from this so, like for people just like screen grabbing all of their video, putting it up and then it gets taken down by FOM, but they're making it a lot easier to get, but we're getting a lot more onboard footage and you know, extra things that you don't normally see. And this yeah. is where all of these like, Oh, the Magnuson, you know, Kevin Lance Stroll and Kevin Magnuson. I watched that video and you can hear him and he's sort of like Trump comes up next to Magnuson and then the radio activates, but no one's saying anything. All right. <laughs> so I think that's where that's come from. Yeah. That's pretty funny. <laughs> this button it does nothing. Oh, <laughs> uh, don't worry. I'm after listening to a few of the Formula One books and stuff lately. I bet next race, Lance Stroll's steering wheel is going to have a big radio button, um, because once again, back into the mechanic, there was a, he was talking about a point where Heike Kovalainen actually hit the pit lane limiter on the pitch straight by accident and it dropped him back a position. So he finished fourth instead of third where he would have got a podium. And the next race they had on his steering wheel, like pit lane limiter, big stick it up. So you could not miss it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I guess if you make it. All is a fun joke, but you know, but at the same time, it's like, dude, don't do that again. (laughs) Like serious. Um, so I think we'll pretty much try and wrap it up there. We didn't really cover too much of the Formula One. Lewis Hamilton come home first. Valtteri Bottas second. Sebastian Vettel in third. He said, you know, it's a podium, but it's not a really good result. Um, yeah. Ferrari's lacking a lot of pace. But that's not what the talk is. That's the weird thing about it. It's like, everyone's like, oh, Ferrari's so good, so good. Like, they haven't used it yet, if they're that great. Like, yeah. I think there's a lot of hype around Ferrari that's just not true at the moment. So we got to do our picks um, oh. for Baku. JD's locked in Vettel, and you know what? He can have all the Ferraris he wants. <laughs> well, uh, I'm going to go Bottas. You're going to go Bottas? Yeah, why not? Yeah, all right, cool. I'm going to go Hamilton. You're like, I'm going to take the point, you fucking idiots. <laughs> <laughs> No one took it. It's like, I tell you what, next time people are there, like, uh, for V8 supercars, ooh, I might go most. All right, cool. Yeah, as long as Scotty's not taken. Are we going to have to flip a coin, I think, for supercars to battle over Scotty? Yeah, yeah, who gets the point this week? <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, anyway, guys, thank you very much for the show. This was a good show, Mitch. I really enjoyed this one. It was good. Yeah, no, it was good fun. Um, thank you very much for joining us. We'll be back after Baku, which is in nine days' time as of recording. So what's two weeks by the time we record? Um, if you have anything you want to hit us up, hit us up on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash breaking late, or you can email us at breakinglate at gmail.com. Um, yeah, we'll see you guys in a couple of weeks' time. Sounds Thank good. you. Thanks for having me, man. No worries, man. Thanks for filling in. Welcome back anytime. You know, there's no restriction on wildcards. We don't do a round restriction like the real ones. We, <laughs> you know. Just get my fee together, eh? Yeah, yep. Just your, your feet, got to get a sponsor on board, you know. 
you know the deal. You know the deal. Yeah, <laughs> you know the deal. <laughs> anyway, right. thank you guys very much. We'll see you guys later. Gotcha. Bye. <laughs>